Hello everybody, this is Hadley Singer, the DM for this campaign, and you are listening to Control Group. Uh, today with us we have... Hi, I'm Marcus, I play, uh... I'll reveal that later. <laughs> My God name is it. Dennis, and I will also reveal that later. Hi, I'm Nick, and I'll reveal who I'm playing later, too. Welcome to our newest season of Control Group, where we are going to be playtesting uh, Lasers and Feelings by John Harper... Uh, thanks to a lot of people. Um, and essentially what we're going to be doing is we're going to be playing a uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy campaign. Um, with this campaign, yes. uh, the play is like very simple. Um, typically in a lot of D&D campaigns, you'll find that each character has a set of um, stats that we go through, like Edge and... Uh, help me out, Dennis. What are some of the other ones? The sharp, cool. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, so the only two stats that our players are going to have are lasers and feelings. Um, there are some other complications that go along with that, but the main idea here is that um, each character uh, has chosen a number between one and six. Um, if you uh, pick one through three, you are more of a feelings character. And if you pick four through six, you're more of a lasers character. Um, so what's going to be happening is, is throughout our campaign, multiple things are going to happen to our characters. Um, and when they are doing something that requires a roll, I'm going to ask them to um, roll for lasers or roll for feelings. Lasers um, are going to be uh, situations that have to deal with science and reason. And feelings are going to have to do with things that are uh, like rapport or passion or staying stable in, in, in quick moments. Um, and so uh, if I ask them to roll for lasers and they roll, uh, they have to roll under the number that they have picked. Um, if I ask them to roll for feelings, they have to roll a number over the number that they pick. And... If they happen to roll the number exactly that they pick, they have what's called laser feelings. Um, exactly. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, in that case, they get to ask me during the situation a series of questions. They can ask me any questions, and I have to answer honestly. What are they really feeling? Who's behind this? How can I get them to blank? What should I be? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and so... Uh, as this is happening, um, we are going to be traveling, uh, as you guys will find out, on the Soul of Silver, the Heart of Gold's uh, sister ship. Um, and these uh, adventurers have picked uh, a very interesting ship with its own um, set of strengths and weaknesses. And uh, I think now is a good time that we talk about uh, everybody's characters. So, Dennis, why don't we um, talk about um, your character? Yeah, so it's time for the reveal. Um, <laughs> the magical reveal. I'm playing. I don't know either. I'm playing Paris. He's an African Canadian man from Toronto, Canada. Uh, at a young age, he lost his parents, so he was adopted by a white family. Um, and he's grown up. He's he's got a PhD, and he he works at at a local YMCA, helping the youths with behavioral issues. What was your name, Dennis? Sorry. Paris Dawkins. All right. Um, and uh, Dennis, what is your um, what is your number um, that you pick? 
My number is three. All right. So, so Dennis is going to be a, a good middle ground for everything. But again, he still leans towards feelings. Um, why don't we move on to uh, Marcus? Marcus, who did you pick? I am playing A.B. Fringle. I am an alien from the planet Exala. Um, I want to switch roles to pilot and envoy. Okay. So I'll say that I think that that's how I was able to uh, steal the ship, basically. It's because I already pilot ships. or And I think maybe I literally have always been in a cockpit since I was born. And now my thing is, is like, I'm trying to experience more environments. Because once I got out of the cockpit for the first time, it was like, I could finally feel some fresh air and breathe and smell the flowers and whatever's on Exala. And um, anyways, my name is A.B. Fringle, and uh, my number is four. And uh, I like it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and uh, finally, uh, last but not least, um, Nick, who is your character? Um, so, my name is Usher1239. Uh, and I am in an extraterrestrial humanoid contamination harvester unit. Etchu, for short. Uh, I'm not playing a robot, obviously. Um, now, an Etchu unit is, is a, a robot that was designed by the Sirius Cybernetics Corporation man, many years ago, and it has one purpose in life, and that is to destroy all life in the universe. Um, but my usher, at the, at the moment, um, has felt a, a bit of ennui, an error in his code that makes him wonder what life is really meant to be. You know, maybe maybe it isn't just destroying all life in the galaxy, you know? Um, I think to that end, Hadley, I had him originally as, like, as, a low, as closer to feelings, but I think it's more that he's better at lasers, but he wants to be better at feelings. So I think he should be a higher laser number, maybe like a five. You want him at a five? Yeah. Just oh, I think geez. it just makes, makes sense. You know, like... Yeah. Maybe or maybe a four. I don't know. Like he's, you know, he's, he like wants to be better, but like he, I, I think he's still a robot. You know. It's up to you. So what do you want to do? You want to do four or five? Because it would be interesting if all of you sucked at feelings. Like that'd be great. If we were all towards lasers, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I, I think I'll I'll go with four. Four, perfect. Yeah. All right. Um, and another thing that's going to be interesting um, that I sort of added to this campaign is um, each character has sort of a fatal flaw, something that could potentially get them killed um, in their uh, travels. So um, why don't we uh, start with Dennis again? Dennis, you want to talk about uh, Paris Dawkins' um, fatal flaw? Yeah. Um, Paris working with kids. He had such a bad... He didn't have a terrible childhood, but being left behind by his parents kind of soured that, even though he had great adoptive parents. He just wanted to make sure that uh, no kid was suffering. Uh, so when he became a therapist and started working with kids, uh, Paris will literally do anything for the children, even at the risk of himself or his friends. All right. Nice. And uh, Marcus? Mine is that uh, A.B. Fringle is sort of naive, and I don't really understand the gravity of the situation, maybe. Um, and, uh, I think everything's probably pretty okay as long as I'm comfortable. All right. And, uh, last but not least, uh, Nick, what is your fatal flaw? I don't know if we discussed a fatal flaw. Can it literally be a self-destruct button? (laughs) (laughs) That, That would be amazing. We talked about him being so afraid of change. Um, but literally a self-destruct button might make things so wonderful. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think, like, emotionally, like, he's just afraid of change. 
Um, but he's actually trying to be better about it. But I think physically he has a self destruct button somewhere <laughs> on somewhere on the on the unit. <laughs> we don't know where that's, it is. That's fantastic. So essentially, um, the difference between Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy as a space opera and like comparison to other space operas um, is that um, there won't be as much fighting um, in this. Um, there won't be as much like like battles and um, stuff like that. There's going to be a lot of running away, um, which is important. Um, and there's also going to be uh, a lot of situations that could get people killed, but in terms of negotiations and our relationships with other people. Um, uh, part of what I love about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy so much is that it is a... Um, direct satire of the world that we know um, and putting it into a space opera uh, just seems to be a little more it would be more digestible i guess to people um, talking about how even aliens don't understand why they're here um, and so we're going to be uh, hopefully this is going to be a very comedic um, campaign um, as well as a very uh, hopefully insightful in some ways um, but uh, one of the last things I also want to mention um, before uh, we keep going, and this is more technical, as we are going through, um, one of the important things is that uh, characters are going to be able to help each other. Um, and if a character uh, gives me a uh, persuasive way in which they can help somebody, um, they can add a dice roll onto the person who is rolling. Um, so essentially, um, they get 1d6 immediately for doing something um but then if they're prepared for the situation they get an extra d6 and if they are an expert in what's happening they get a third d6 um and so potentially um we can get up to five d6 if two people are helping the person's prepared and that person's an expert um and uh yeah so that is about all that i have did you guys have anything else that you wanted to say, or? Um, we'll have to fit this in, because I don't think I said it. Uh, Usher 1239, it looks like a giant trash can. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that in. <laughs> right. That'll work. All right, uh, well, uh, stay tuned, and uh, episode one is next. than two.